You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show, bringing you the biggest guests and best interviews. We're talking to Andrew Brandt, the Monday morning quarterback columnist. If Jamal Adams called you for advice today, what would you tell him? Once you get to trade demands, then you're not talking. Then it's kind of like baseball. Then you're just kind of in the corners. You know, can we get to a contract and not have him sit for two years waiting for that to happen? Talking to Paul Feinbaum at the Mothership. If you ran Oklahoma State's athletic program, what would you do? I would get rid of him. Really well known for one thing, Dan. He, he, he gave a memorable speech. I'm 40 and I'm a man. He's 50 now and uh, he's a buffoon. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. This is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program already in progress. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. It was a good weekend, but not sports-wise. Because there were so many things that came out. What happened with Bubba Wallace... The college football players testing positive. No progress on the baseball front. I don't know what's going to happen with college football and the NFL, the NBA. But uh, Dak Prescott got uh, got signed. I guess that's some positive news there. I think if you're a quarterback, the guy you probably want to emulate is Tom Brady, right? Because he's the GOAT when it comes to winning Super Bowls. But if you want to get paid... The guy you want to emulate, the quarterback you want to emulate is Kirk D. Cousins. Now, he's been kind of good and kind of not good in his career, but when it comes to getting a paycheck, he's elite. He's really good. Remember in Washington, he got the franchise tag twice. Then he uh, parlayed that into two monster deals with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is 31. Kirk Cousins probably has another monster contract. Dak Prescott is uh, well-versed in Kirk D. Cousins' contract history, I'm guessing. He's got his first franchise tag, and it came out yesterday. He plans to sign it. He's going to make $31 million. That is unless Dallas reaches a long-term deal by July 15th, or they could tag him again next season. Then he makes $37 million. In other words, don't worry about Dak Prescott, tag or no tag. He's going to be just fine. You start to look at the you know quarterback contracts, I just think we move on after a while. I don't. I mean, Russell Wilson is the highest paid player in the league, I believe, right now. It just feels like it goes monthly. And, you know, you're going to have Dak make his money. Deshaun Watson's going to make his money. We're not going to be anywhere near as interested in Deshaun Watson as we have been with Dak Prescott. Because one plays for the Texans and the other one plays for the Cowboys. But Dak Prescott getting paid eventually... They're going to have to disassemble this team because of these contracts and Dak Prescott. There's no hometown discount here. If he makes $37 million, you know, he wants a four-year deal. Cowboys want a five-year deal, and it's because Dak wants to get into the market again by age 30. Dallas wants to have him for probably five more years, and then they'll decide if they want to keep him for the rest of his career. But... That was uh, some of the things that uh, happened over the weekend. We got a poll question. Uh, Adam Sandler will join us coming up. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend as well. McLovin, poll question. Is Dak a top 10 quarterback? We had 61% say no. It was closer to 50 earlier. He's like 10 to 12, right? Is that fair? If I said top 12, it'd be... Yeah, I, I mean, we had Nick Wright on from Fox Sports. Uh, and he said that he's probably somewhere between 8 and 12. I mean, I'm... 
I'm fine with it. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get, if you said he's a top five quarterback, then I would have some pushback. But if you say he's eight, great. I don't know. I know that Vegas values him as far as the MVP race. I think he's in the top five for that honor. But, and I do think he's valuable. I just don't know if, and he had good numbers last year. But boy, he had some bad numbers too. In those losses, he was pedestrian. When, when they're good, he's really good. When they're bad, he's really bad. And maybe you could look at, as he goes, they go. And that would concern me, because in those losses, eight losses, he threw eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. When they were winning, eight wins, 22 touchdowns, I think four interceptions. Big difference there. And that might, might be home and away, too, with those kind of numbers there with Dak Prescott. All right, some phone calls. Let me get to Travis in Wisconsin. He's been holding for a while. Travis, thanks for joining us. Best and worst of the weekend. Morning, Dan. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Six feet, 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to start with my worst of the weekend. Obviously, the whole Bubba Wallace mess, and I don't need to get into that any further. Um, best of the weekend, I had two. I wanted to start with uh, Kevin Love's ESPY Award for the Arthur Ashe Award thought that was an awesome honor that he got and just the explanation and why he won it with mental health awareness and everything during this whole COVID pandemic seemed really relevant. Yeah. And yeah. inspirational. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it takes a lot of courage. And I mentioned this before I went through horrible bouts of depression and then you don't want to tell anybody that you're depressed. And then you realize to help you get out of that dark world you do have to talk to people. And Kevin Love coming forward was the best assist he'll ever have in his NBA career. Because it's okay to talk about it. I think in growing up, you know, if somebody... We didn't talk about somebody being depressed. You, like, you had mental issues. If somebody was in a dark place, you have mental issues, you're disturbed. Now, it, it's depressed. I'm depressed. There's depression. And, you know, people would like, why would you be depressed? You don't choose to be depressed. You got all the money. You got to get you know, got this, you know, like Kevin Love. Hey, you got you're a millionaire. Well, how are you? Good looking guy. How could you be depressed? You don't choose to be depressed. It chooses you. But I thought, you know, what Kevin Love did is. And, I, you know, it's been such a long time ago that we sort of forget. That takes courage to talk about it. Not that I'm, I had the courage, because my wife is the one who said, if you say something, it can help one person, because I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be embarrassed to talk about it. And she said, if you help one person, who cares if you're embarrassed? Yeah, Paul. You know, the athlete that stands out, and I don't know how many years ago it was, but it was Terry Bradshaw, the former Steeler, and he talked on our show and other shows that he would win the Super Bowl and he'd be driving home going, that's it? Yeah. That's, that's all I get out of this? I, I'm still kind of depressed. I just won the Super Bowl. I'm MVP. I'm one of the most popular athletes in our country. Everyone loved Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. And he'd be going home going, this is it. That's all I got. And I know the feeling of you've accomplished something, but you're not happy. Because my wife would say, would you stop and enjoy it? And, and you're like, well, I can't. Or I don't know how to. And... You know, so you have to have these little victories, these where you celebrate something. Because I would always think if I did something, like I did a good show on SportsCenter, then I, now the pressure was on to do it again the next night. Like I, you get in your head and then all of a sudden it just, 
you know, you're your own worst enemy. Uh, Bubba Wallace has a statement that he put out after uh, one of his crew members found a noose in the garage stall at Talladega. Today's despicable act of racism and hatred leaves me incredibly saddened and serves as a painful reminder of how much further we have to go as a society and how persistent we must be in the fight against racism. Over the last several weeks, I've been overwhelmed by the support from people across the NASCAR industry, including other drivers and team members in the garage. Together, our sport has made a commitment to driving real change and championing a community that is accepting and welcoming of everyone. Nothing is more important and will not be deterred by the reprehensible actions of those who seek to spread hate. As my mother told me today, they are just trying to scare you. This will not break me. I will not give in, nor will I back down. I will continue to proudly stand for what I believe in. He has a race in about five hours from now. Weather permitting. Four hours from now in Talladega. I, I don't know how you channel that feeling into a car. And, and I've asked drivers, can you drive angry? And to a man, they always say, you, you don't want to drive angry. Like you, you have to be focused in what you're doing. You, you can't change who you are once you get in that car. And I don't know what that's going to be like for Bubba today. But I will be watching. Uh, I Certainly rooting for him. Be a great story. All right, some phone calls, and then we'll uh, get to our best and worst of the weekend. Then Adam Sandler will join us. It was 30 years ago today that he got his job at Saturday Night Live. Although that didn't really go well for Sandler. Why are we bringing up something that was kind of painful? It there? got him to where he is. Yeah. The ending at SNL wasn't great. He got fired. Or not renewed. Didn't, and, they, didn't they ask for more money and they just never heard back or something like that? Well, that's that's the Hollywood way of saying no. I, I learned this. <laughs> when, when you call somebody or you're waiting for somebody to call you back and then they don't, it's called the Hollywood no. And as McLovin has told me before, he got a lot of Hollywood no's from women when you were in high school. Hey, uh, <laughs> high school. You can extend that way. Hey, hey, it's Andrew. Just want to make sure you got my last message. There's hey, not. hey, it's Andrew again. I don't know if you got the message before my last message. Your number changed or what's happening here, but I just want to make sure you're okay. You're there, okay. There, there's nothing more humbling than following up by saying, hey, don't know if you got my last message. Oh, yeah, I got it. I have no interest in getting back to you. <sighs> Jordan in Tennessee joins us on the program. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? Um, hi, Dan. Um, I'm good. Um, four foot ten, ninety. Um, <laughs> just wondering, what is your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Because I know you're in some of them. What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Mine's Blended. I also like your role in it. <laughs> oh well, thank you. Well, you have great taste in movie there, Jordan, and movies, and, and thank you for calling. Uh, have a good day. All right. Well, thank you, Jordan. Um, I don't know if I... My favorite Sandler movie is probably Mr. Deeds. I love John Turturro and Mr. Deeds. I I have... I, you know, there's there's quite a few of them. Yeah. I, there's There's... Trying to think, uh, just go with it is great because 
I get a starring role in it. And I get to hang out with Kidman and Aniston. Yes, McLovin. I think even though you're not in it, Billy Madison has a special yeah. place because it's the first. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's the first one. Yeah. And Happy Gilmore, too. Yeah, Happy Gilmore is, is up there, too. And uh, the week of, there was a scene in the parking lot that really... That was, not a good, that was not a good scene there for you guys. Uh, let me go around the room and uh, start. Todd, best and worst of the weekend. My best of the weekend. Between the second and third rounds of a UFC fight Saturday night, in spite of his coach Robert Drysdale's refusal to stop the fight against Austin Hubbard, lightweight Max Rosekopf, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, sticks up for himself, stays in his corner, tells the ref he didn't want to continue. I thought that was uh, pretty awesome, in spite of the coach like refusing to throw in the towel on his behalf. He just didn't continue. So, so his corner didn't want him to quit? His corner wanted him to keep fighting, and he decided to stop fighting. Yeah, like there's audio of him saying he was just like, I'm done. Like, just call it. Call the fight. I'm done. I don't want it. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Basically, basically, they want, the, they keep want him to keep fighting, and he just either didn't have it or he felt too injured to continue, and he sat on the stool. The rep had to go over to him and say, you know, are you right? Do you want to continue? Do you tap and, yourself? Do you just tap your own <laughs> like you're tapping out? Now, is this UFC or, or boxing? This was UFC Saturday night, and they, the ref went over to him, and he goes, like, son, or whatever, do you want to continue fighting? And he's like, no, I'm done, or something along those lines. And he wouldn't get off the stool between the second and third round to fight round three. All right. It's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. I, I give him credit. Now, the competitor in me would be like, no, you got to get back out there. If you know, because you never want to give up. It's your corner that says, no, you're spent. For him to go, I'm done. Uh, I give him credit. Yeah, Paul. But the bigger story is, does he want to continue being a fighter? Because the ability to um, get punched and continue fighting is probably really important in that sport. Yeah, but he could have been in trouble. And maybe his... I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. trying to figure out why you would tap out in that sport because those guys go until you know a limb falls off. Yes, Tom. And it's being investigated in some way, shape, or form as to this coach, Robert Drysdale. You know, how much of it at fault is he? Is it just he decided he didn't want to fight anymore and just quit? Mm. Or was there a legitimate health reason why he just couldn't, he thought it would be dangerous to continue fighting? Uh, McLovin. Okay, uh, I want to uh, forego the best and worst and do celebrity birthdays here, if that's okay with you. Okay. Okay, uh, Chris Christopherson, 84 today. Pretty good. Meryl Streep, 71, and Cindy Lauper, 67. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, that's a pretty good day. Meryl Streep, Cindy Lauper. I know you have a famous day yourself, but Chris Christopherson, 84, that's awesome. Yeah. Donald Faison, 46. There you go from Scrubs. Eh, that's know. a fun dinner to go to. If you can go to dinner with all those people at the same time, that'd be pretty cool. Chris Christopherson is a brilliant guy. Mm. Yeah. He might be a Rhodes Scholar or he. I, I think he's he might have something like that. Went to Oxford or Chris Christopherson. I went out and bought his catalog of music one time. Are you laughing when you say I, that's not what he wants to hear? Well, I know, but it's just you know it it kind of speaks to how I am about things where I sort of lock in. And I read um, a Rolling Stone interview with Chris Christopherson, and. I immediately went out and I was aware of his music, but I came home with all of these CDs and my wife goes, why don't you just start out with one? And I go, I, I, I couldn't hunt. I, I bought them all. I just get them all. I bought the catalog of Chris Christopherson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul. He seems like a good guy. He's talented. I've seen, I saw him in a lot of movies, but his parents couldn't think of any other name but Christopher. His name is Christopher Christopherson. Nothing else. Chris and, Christopherson. And it's, and it's K... R-I-S, right? In both names. Yeah. First and last. Chris, Chris. 
Yes, McLovin. I thought he was working as a janitor when he wrote Sunday Morning Coming Down for Johnny Cash. That's why I'm surprised I'm reading about his education. is unbelievable. Yeah, he was a brilliant guy. Yes, he he is kind of more famous for the songs he wrote that other people sang or made famous. That's kind of an interesting place to be. Yeah. And he, Me and Bobby McGee being the big one. But he did uh, the movie with Streisand, right? The main event. No. No, Star is Born. No, right? Star, oh, Star is, is Born. born. But the, the big song, I think, from that was the main event. The main event. Don't you remember that? No, when Star the, is Born, that was a big deal because he's with Streisand, Babs. And he, that, that's been done, I think, four times. I don't know if the main event has been done. But that was like a like big four. song. They were wearing we're boxing gloves. Deep dive on Chris Christopherson. Yeah, no. No yes, yes McLeod. Wasn't he also, like, I knew him as an actor growing up. Like, he was in the Blade series and stuff. Like, I, and then later, you, when you find out, of what a brilliant musician. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Johnny Cash. The whole weekend, listening to Johnny Cash. Seton O'Connor, best and worst of the weekend. All right, I'm going to stick with uh, music, actually, and it's not really a best or a worst. It's a, holy crap, I can't believe that happened of the weekend. Um, did you see that the the auction, they auctioned off the guitar, the Prince? acoustic guitar, no, that Kurt Cobain played in the MTV Unplugged yeah. series, and they estimated that it would go for somewhere between $1 and $2 million. Did you see what it ended up going for? Do you want to guess? Six million dollars. I would not have guessed that. Six million dollars. And they said that they had seven bidders for it and that it still went up that high. I mean, that's way higher than what the estimates were. And Paul Allen is no longer alive. The uh, Seahawks billionaire owner, he passed away and he was a collector. You know, it might have been Ursay. Jim Ursay. He collects a lot. I saw where Prince had that, uh, that electric blue guitar of his. But that only sold for only like a half a million dollars. There were a lot of other, there was like, this was like auction weekend, sports auctions, you know, Kobe's uh, Laker ring. Did you see where there's some billionaire who's supposedly got the Lakers over his house and he's got an indoor basketball court and they're staying there to practice? I I don't know. I think uh, Bill Simmons had this on the ringer. I don't know who it is. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, like, uh, hey, who's who's coming over for dinner? Uh, the Lakers are. And they're going to stay for a while. Yeah, McLovin. There's also, they're auctioning off a LeBron rookie card for that's starting at a million this week. And cards are not hot, really. Okay. Is that, maybe they are. Is that the, I never know this, like a Mike Trout card that's really rare. How many of those cards are made? And like that LeBron card, how many of those rookie cards were made? 23 upper deck exquisite cards ever produced, and he signed this one. Oh. Uh, bidding starts Monday, and uh, they're saying like a million dollars. Okay. Seton, did you have a worst of the weekend? No, mine was just the uh, holy crap of the weekend. Okay. Paulie? Uh, good, uh, best of the weekend, a good slate of Premier League games, so, you know, basically a full slate of soccer, got to watch. Worst of the weekend... Try watching Everton Liverpool, which should be a great match. Those are you know rivals, Derby. Zero zero. It's nil nil. Yeah, boy. I know. I'm going zero zero because it was that bad. I'm not even going to give them the nil nil. No fans, no noise, no goals. That's that's a toughie. That was a toughie. I tried, and Liverpool does not need to win. They're just kind of on cruise control. That was not fun. The Reds. Yeah, your Reds. Yeah, my Reds. God, I've been following them for a long time. Oh. All right, let me take a break. 20 after the hour, Adam Sandler is going to join us. Coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This program brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. The all-new GT four-door coupe. Life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews this week from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave. Mercedes AMG driving performance. He is an actor, comedian, uh, all-around good guy, Adam Sandler. And uh, Fritzy goes, uh, you know, 30 years ago today, Sandman joined Saturday Night Live. And I go, was that a positive experience for him? Like, do we want to bring up something like that? It started yeah. well, and Sandman joins us now. Hi, right, where are you right now? I'm in my basement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what do you, why wouldn't it be a positive? It was, a, it was great. And I didn't know this 30 years. I think Fritzy's making this up because it's June, and Saturday Night Live ain't on in June. So how did that happen? Fritzy? I was looking at, a, at an on-this-date-in-history type site, and it said June 22nd, uh, 1990, Adam Sandler debuts on, on Saturday Night Live. Whether it was either debut or he was officially hired, however you want to read it, that's what uh, the date oh, in history is. Okay. Hey, I don't think so, though, because I got hired mid-season. <laughs> I got hit, hired mid-season. I, like, <laughs> I think my first season I only did, like, uh, 11 shows. Oh, you know what? Then just, you know, go back to bed. We'll call you in November when it is the 30th anniversary. <laughs> I just wanted to make something up so that we can get Sandler back on You the were show. looking for a guest, and now I got it. Yeah, Sam will bail us out. We don't have anybody coming on to Yeah, and you, you were so convincing. Uh, let me tell you, though, you know what today is. Maybe this is what it said. It's my anniversary. <laughs> but you haven't been married 30 years. I don't know where the 30 came in. Maybe maybe 30 years ago, I said to somebody, hey, I'm going to get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but happy anniversary to my wife. And uh, and she she had, we're going to have fun. What did Tonight's you, tonight. what, really? Yeah, she, she said, hey, we can do, do, do what we got to do tonight. We're looking forward to it. And I'm keeping the sunglasses on for her, too. I look disgusting right now, Danny. Yeah, what happened? Why with those... That's kind this, of Hollywood. Look at this. That's swollen, man. You don't need to see that. I just woke up. Fritzy, Fritzy made it seem like it was going to be so much fun. And uh, and and I. And by the way, who who who's the baby in the front? You guys zoomed in a little bit. I saw a nice little baby. Who had the baby, Danny? Uh somebody, a listener, sent that in. It's a cute little baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Seaton, you have a question? I have. Uh, maybe this is what Todd is, is getting mixed up on. This is actually the one-year anniversary of Adam playing the Hershey Giant Center that he did oh. that last year. That might be what we're <laughs> commemorating. That's what you were saying, Fritz. Was That's what it is. I must have read that wrong. <laughs> oh, but but if it was 30 years ago, it, 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 I, I, I am 53. <laughs> And I started when I was 23. So the 30 years ago on SNL thing makes sense. I just don't know if it's June 22nd. Who, but happy anniversary. How did you, how do you get discovered to get the audition at Saturday Night Live? That was, I was a stand-up. Dennis Miller was a great man. He said I was, he thought I was pretty funny. He, he uh, alerted SNL brass to come see me. And then me and, uh, 
Chris Rock and uh, a few other great uh, comedians went to Chicago and auditioned. I just saw a story with you and Chris Rock were walking along the beach in Malibu, and they described what you had on. Uh, like it was, and I know you love the paparazzi when they follow you like that, but can you explain why you and Chris Rock were walking on the beach? Was it hand in hand? <laughs> we were just reminiscing about grown-ups and how you stole the show. <laughs> no, you and Chris Rock are walking along the beach in Malibu. Why? Yes. Okay, so Chris is uh, staying down the street. We uh, we rarely had moments like this where we can sit and not work. So we were uh, so we called each other up and said, "Let's meet on the beach and walk." We've been taking walks together and enjoying each other's company, and we didn't know somebody was hiding <laughs> shooting us. We just thought we were having a normal walk. But Chris did look good in pants, and I look good in uh, a shirt that's slightly too small on me now. Comedians in flip-flops taking walks. That's a new show. <laughs> Netflix is going to green light that, Sandman. <laughs> That's a funny one, buddy. Yes. I, I, you know, by the way, I was on the downhill side. So uh, uh, he looks like he's taller than me. He's not that funny. Maybe he's got me by half an inch or something. That bothers sure. you, doesn't it? It shook me up, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, all the guys that you hang out with, I've never seen Rock play basketball. Can Rock play at all? Rock, I think, by the way, Chris has been working out or something. He looks different. He's got, like, thicker arms. He looks like he, he's taking it serious. I've never seen Rock care this much about his body. I think he got to an age where he said, I want to live. And he's been eating eating better and, uh, and hitting the gym. He's got muscles. He's got triceps. He's got biceps. I never saw this. So, but so I'm sure his hoop, his hoop skills are jumping. No, that's not true. I've never seen Rock play, and you've never talked about Chris Rock's basketball. He de- he doesn't doesn't play a lot, but when he plays, he- <laughs> that's not true. If he's open, he'll hit the shot. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Adam Sandler. Something happened thirty years ago. We're not sure, but Paul, what what Paul? Adam, I have here that you were hired to be a writer in November of nineteen ninety. And then a couple months later, you made your first appearance in, in, it doesn't say the exact date, but spring of 91. Does that sound right? So I, I think I was, I got on there as a writer um, and, and they said they're going to put me on air too. And then I started writing skits. And then my first on air was Tom Hanks show. And I played, I, I played a, a, man, I think this is my first one. If I, I played an Israeli guy on the Sabra's. I got d- December 8th, 1990, Adam Sandler appears in the Sabra sketch with Tom Hanks, Edie Brickell as the musical guest. Wow. That's amazing. Yes, I think that's true. So it's got nothing to do with June 22nd. June 22nd is my marriage. Mm-hmm. We got married on June 22nd at Dick Clark's estate in Malibu, and that was pretty great. Who showed up at your wedding? Tom Petty came to, to the uh, Tom Petty that night got in a car accident on the PCH and came to my wedding to use the phone. Oh, so he didn't go to your wedding. <laughs> no, I, no, I would have invited him. If I knew he would have come like that, I for sure would have invited him. I didn't want to put pressure on Tom Petty to show up. But Rodney Dangerfield came to my wedding. <laughs> and, and my father was unfortunately very sick at my wedding. He had cancer and Rodney showed up. And my father was in the bill. Uh, we were hiding out together because he was dealing with the chemo and all that. And then my father came in. I mean, Rodney came in and goes, 
where's the dying guy? <laughs> and, uh, and my father goes, hey, Robbie, hey, I'm dying too. Something like that. Wait, wait, so, so Tom Petty gets in a car accident uh-huh. right down the street. He doesn't know that you live there. He's just seeking help, so he knocks on the door? I think, you know, it was right by Dick Clark's, uh, the place we rented. And I think uh, he was just, he was like, oh, I know Adam, so I'll go use, uh, uh, get some help over there, I think, you know. And uh, he came in, and all my New Hampshire friends went bananas, and they're like, it's Tom Payne. <laughs> it was wedding. What the hell is happening? So, uh, <laughs> but he was, didn't play. He didn't play. Uh, you know who played that day? Leon Redbone. Nice. Did you get up on stage too? I sang House of the Rising Sun like I always do. <laughs> it's a very romantic tune. <laughs> no, and I also I wrote a song for my wife. I sang that too, yes. You remember it? I don't remember everything, but it was it was back then it was to the tune of uh, Grow Grow Old with You from the wedding singer. I I, I wrote all the words for Jackie, yes. I like but, the the wedding singer. Like I, I like you, that person in the wedding singer. Like that guy's a good guy. Imagine if I was like him all day long; it would be make everybody happy. <laughs> That's not possible for you. Oh, my kids! My kids look at him and go, "You're not like that." That. <laughs> How was Father's Day? It was great. Thank you. My, uh, they they went nuts. They they. How, how was yours, Danny? It. I didn't get any cards. I didn't get any presents. Uh, uh, well, well, it doesn't, I got, they loaded me up. I'm drinking out of something right now. Can you see this uh, cup? What's it say? I can sort of see it. It says uh, dad, uh, shark. And then it says my two little kids. I, I don't know how that happened. Uh, they, they don't call me dad, a uh, shark, but this happened yesterday. So I, I like that, but they get my wife, my wife got him two little books. And it says, and it's like, I love my daddy because, and they fill out the words. It was like a hundred pages of things. And literally everything dealt with like, my daddy taught me how to, and then in a blank space, every answer was like to eat. Every, every <laughs> Everything was about how much food I, I showed him over the years. <laughs> hey, when does the movie Hubie Halloween that we shot last summer come out? Yes, you are excellent in it. Funny, make me laugh a lot, Danny. And uh, I think in October or late September, but probably October for, for the Halloween uh, of it all. And that'll we'll, be Netflix. People allowed to be trick or treating then. Okay. Uh, Danny, and, and, Danny. Yeah. Danny, yeah. Will, will, <laughs> will people be allowed to trick or treat by then in October? No, yeah. right? Yes. Yes? With, all right. With mask on. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Keep social distancing. All right. The uh, LeBron James project. Yeah. Is, yes. Has uh, that started? No, I mean, we didn't, we don't, can't make a movie yet, but we're, it's, it's, it's been, we've been working on it, putting it together. I'm going to send, send you the, uh, a draft in like a week, but um, it's a, it's a real cool movie. And I'm, I'm, uh, Things are kind of, kind of coming together. It's just talking about if you can actually shoot a movie right now, a full movie. It's it's tough. And so we, what role does LeBron play? LeBron's company and Joe Roth's company. They both they had the script and they uh, and it's about a and they uh, and they 
brought me on there to be part of it. And it's about a, uh, a scout uh, for the uh, Sixers finds a, uh, finds a kid in Spain and it's about bringing him over to the, uh, just try, trying out for the NBA. His life, my, my life and his life together. But are you, so what role do you play? I'm the scout. I'm the scout. I'm in, okay. I'm in, I'm in Spain and I see this kid playing and I bring him, bring him over. And uh, it's, it's, re- it's really good. The movie's really good. It's just about, uh, it's just about if we can shoot it and when we can shoot it. It's uh, it's tough, man. It's I, I one day I think I think it's going, and then the next day I'm like, all right, we we better wait because you know you don't want to put anybody in danger. So that that's it. My wife hasn't been able to get through uncut gems because she says it's too, like the anxiety. Yeah, she it's, it's, she can't do it. No, it, it's so it's tough. It's like during the uh, pandemic. When people would say, hey, I'm watching the Uncut Chance, I'd be like, oh, man, it's a bad time for that movie. It's a tough one. Could you put your sunglasses on? I mean, you're kind of, it's kind of bothering me the way you look today. Thank you. <laughs> that helps, man. That helps. I look disgusting. It's really gotten grosser and grosser over the pandemic. Would you do cosmetic surgery? Oh yes! <laughs> <laughs> I never thought this week, <laughs> and I'm like, well, why wouldn't I? The hell do I? I got so many things I can do. How about you, Danny? Would you tighten anything up on you? I've had too many surgeries, Sandman, on just keeping my body together. That I yeah. don't, I don't want to, I don't want needles. I don't want, I, I don't want any of that stuff. But if you ha- if you could pick one that would just you wake up the next day and it's better, what would you do? Oh, uh, I, I I don't know if just one would do it. I would uh, I would if I could do anything, I would give Fritzy my kidney. <laughs> he does. Wow. He doesn't need it though. I do get a lot of kidney stones. Though. <laughs> you get kidney stones? I sure That's do. You get them a lot. I've, I have to take like potassium citrate every morning to keep the stones from forming. Oh my god! How many times has it passed, Fritzy? I, I get the ones that are these staghorn calculi that they actually have to surgically remove and put a stent oh. in your kazoo and not uh, just pass. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! They're too big to pass. They're over seven millimeters, and then they, they got to put me on an operating table. Oh, to get them my out. God! You got to naturally <laughs> let it pass one time. Just to see. Just to see if you can handle it. Brutal. Come on. Richie, you got to film that. Let it go through. Oh. <laughs> the doctors, they say it's, it's so big that they actually have to either open up your back or go in and do some kind of procedure to get it out and put you out and actually operate on getting this done or break it up with some kind of special device where they blast it. It's terrible. You must by now, and I hope this isn't too graphic, have a three-inch pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> that long rubber tube that they put in there, that stent, is it, not a good time. Not, it's not that long, that tube. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> See, did we make your day, Sandman? Aren't you happy you got up for an anniversary that really is not an anniversary other than your wedding anniversary? It's the wedding anniversary. Come on, switch the whole interview to that. Yes, I'm very happy. I love you. I miss you. I miss you, and I'm glad to see you looking so handsome. Well, uh, my best to uh, Jackie and you. Uh, how many years? We're with each other 22. We're married 17 or 18. 
No, no, no. You got to get that right. I'll ask her tonight. I'm going <laughs> to. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But I'll ask. I would ask Rodney, but, you know, Rodney left. I think 17. 17. I thought 2003. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but we're a little loose on anniversaries as well <laughs> on our end. So, you know, just. How long have you been married, Danny? Uh, 33 coming up uh, in August. You know what you guys should do on the, on the 34th or 33rd? Yeah, when it comes up in August. Uh, finish up Uncut Gems, I'm telling you. <laughs> Kissing movie. No, it's a great anniversary movie. <laughs> I, and you get nudity we get to see you in a trunk with no clothes on for a brief second you see a little 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 Cheek. something i don't know it's i would all. love to see the outtakes of that did you show anything that you i'm sure some cameraman saw something <laughs> why, he, why he owns me right now and that cameraman who saw it is just like yeah what's up man <laughs> It was a bad day. <laughs> it was cold. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for joining us for that, that. that 30th anniversary. Yeah, and send the script. I, I want to read that script. I want to. Now, are you going to tell me what part I play, or do I just find what part I want to play? You're, you're definitely going to be in. You're definitely. I loved you in the in the Jordan doc all over it, Danny. That was so cool. That's a long time ago. That was a good run. Like that. That my hair looked good back then. You were a presence, a presence. Yeah, you look great. You always look great. And you look great today, Danny. Thank you, Sandman. And uh, happy anniversary. Thanks. Sorry for the sunglasses. That's Adam Sandler. It was an anniversary today. We'll take a break. Close up shop. (laughs) I apologize for my poor research and booking him on false pretenses, especially because he's on the West Coast. You were so convincing. And and I feel better because he sent me a note uh, yesterday saying, oh, 1125 Eastern. I thought you meant Pacific, meaning he had no intention of getting up at like eight o'clock in the morning Pacific time for an anniversary that doesn't even exist. (laughs) Take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. We started out serious this morning, but uh, nice to end on some laughs there with Adam Sandler. Todd, I don't know if I can trust you. These scoreboards could be all wrong for we know, or or half of them or a third of them. I I don't trust myself now. I just gave 81 and 94 for this date in history for McEnroe's uh, meltdown. You cannot be serious. And the Rockets beating the Knicks in seven games. And now I feel like I need to like look at three other websites to confirm the one I've been trying. But we were having Sandler on because you convinced me that yes. it was the 30th anniversary of him. That was, that was the Saturday only Night reason, Live. basically, other than the walk he took recently with Chris Rock, which had nothing to do but with But Saturday it. Night Live is not on in June. That would be very difficult to have your debut during a, a hiatus period in the summer. I can't trust you anymore. You can't trust me at all. I don't think so. It's like done with me completely. Well, Sandman is going to text me to say, you know, what's wrong with Fritzy? I got up at eight o'clock in the morning. I usually don't get up before noon and they're making up anniversaries that don't exist. I'll come on the show. You don't got to make up stories to get me on. Uh, I saw this. There's a reported plan. If there is a baseball season, baseball might adopt the minor league rules where each team starts a runner on second base in each half inning starting in the 10th inning. They may also consider letting games end in ties. What? (laughs) Hate both of those things. (sighs) Bob in Florida. Bob, thanks for holding. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, 5-8-199. 
And I have a co-best along with a worst and also a comment about your guest, uh, Nick Wright. Yeah. Uh, or question, I, maybe I would call it. Uh, my best, co-best, is uh, Webb Simpson winning the RBC Heritage, and it's a co-best along with my two children in North Carolina having a steak dinner delivered to me yesterday, and that's you know why I'm 199 today. Nice. COVID virus. Yeah. And uh, also concerning Mr. Wright, since I didn't know much about him, I went to Wikipedia and did a search on Nick Wright. And there's actually a Nick Wright that's a Canadian politician that has a picture on it that looks a lot like Nick Wright, the sports personality. So I was wondering if they might have been separated at birth or something. Now, I'm going to say somebody probably put Nick Wright's photo uh, where the politicians uh, is supposed to be. Yes, Paul. And it's unlikely they were separated at birth because that would mean their parents named both of their children Nick Wright, which is probably unlikely. Thank you, Paul. Uh, Luke in Indiana. Hi, Luke. Hey, Dan. Uh, got a best of the weekend and also a good would-have-been girl's name. Uh, best of the weekend would have been uh, watching some Premier League action on Saturday, had some good goals in the Leicester game. Um, the would have been girl's name. My parents informed me I would have been called Maggie after uh, Maggie May, the famous Rod Stewart song. Okay. That's not bad. It's a great song. Maggie May with uh, Rod Stewart. There are certain artists. There's nobody who has a voice like them. It feels like. Like Joe Cocker, Rod Stewart. Like there's just certain voices you hear. Johnny Cash, they're... That there's nobody that sounds... There are a lot of other artists where you go, oh, that sounds like... There's certain artists where you go, there's nobody that sounds like that. Yeah, Paul. What about Adam Sandler's head in the middle of his wedding, all of a sudden Tom Petty comes walking in? How great would that be? But people probably thought, oh, Sandman, look, he got Tom Petty to show up. And Petty was in a car accident and went there to use his phone. Let's go around the room. Um, McLovin, final results of the poll question. Is Dak a top 10 quarterback? 64% say no. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. You said it was for clicks. Hope you got him. Fritzy, yeah. what did you learn today? I think I learned that Adam Sandler refutes that he joined SNL on this date in history 30 years ago. It said it's his anniversary, but it would have been November that he actually started in 1990. I doubled down on it, Todd. Mm. I doubled down on it. He's got to get his facts straight. I know it's him himself saying it, but come on. Uh, McLovin. One year ago today, huge event. Adam Sandler played the Hershey Auditorium. <laughs> Seton O'Connor. All of Todd's information now questionable. Very. Terrible. This is terrible. Who's the trust like Fritz, that? will spend the next 20 hours finding another website that makes this today. I will there. do that. <laughs> what we learned brought to you by Raycon Wireless Earbuds. The way to go. Get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Great wireless earbuds. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, all around support. Chat row, folks on YouTube and our great radio affiliates. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Dan Patrick Show.